Welcome back. This is Cynthia Borslino with Beloved Unveiled. And I'm so glad that we get to have this time together to unveil more and more of who our Father is and His heart towards us and and knowing more about Him on a daily basis where we encounter Him as we seek to know Him. And I'm so excited today that I have Amy back in our studio here today. So grateful that Amy is going to kind of be, I'm hoping to be a regular and we'll have coffee time again, just because there's so there's so much, I think, wisdom and strength that I see in you and the things that you've overcome over the years, the things that you're still overcoming to this day. It's when I'm with you, I, I feel the strength of the Lord and I feel the strength of the Holy Spirit of His His presence with you. And there's still messes in our lives, you know? So many, so many. There's still messes, but he's still there, and he doesn't give up on us, and that's what's so beautiful. And that's something I love is because of the realness and the rawness of that, that we aren't fake with each other and hopefully not out there as well with others. But, you know, there's people that you can trust to be real with, and there's others that you know that aren't very trustworthy. I've kind of learned that over the years, but I'm most trustworthy with the Lord, knowing that if He wants me to speak out, I will. If I need to be silent, I need to be silent. So it's great to be together with, that I call kindred spirits too, Mm -hmm. who you can really process the things through in life and with the Lord. Glad you're here. Welcome back. Good to be back. Good to be back. We were kind of talking about what we could, I mean, there's just so many things, but I, I just wanted to kind of touch base on where you've been this past few weeks, and especially this last week when we had this big winter storm that came through, and our family was, was safe, and we did fine. It was funny, the, the day before the storm hit, I went out shopping, I spent over $400, I don't even know why. I'm like, why did I buy so much food? I don't even get yeah. that. And then we ended up having three families that came and stayed with us, and because they were out of electricity and water. We were out of water, but not electricity. But after, you know, years of waiting on the Lord and, you know, encountering Him in powerful ways. I didn't live in fear. I mean, I had a lot of peace about it. It was not, we're very blessed. We're very, I'm very grateful. But there are a lot of people who are out there. My concern, I was praying for so many. Yeah. I mean, we, we had rolling blackouts, but we were, you know, we have gas stove and you know, several things that we just naturally, we keep at our house, which makes us maybe a bit of an odd, you know, we have a water distiller at our house. Oh, wow. Things like that, that most place we had it for a different reason from years ago but you know things like that you don't realize oh that could come in handy but no it's you know I think for me any time where I mean I'm fine with being home I don't like not having the option to go out like Mm -hmm. I some of it I think for me stirs up feelings of being trapped or when the power would cycle out there were challenges in that silence for me um, can be a trigger so that, you know, having to work through some of those things, right? And not having the space to do that because all the kids are home. Husband's trying to work when the power's on, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> because every time the power would go down, you don't have, you couldn't send out texts, you couldn't get phone calls, you can't, you know, any of that. We were having issues with all cell service. Yeah, my phone didn't work either. Mm-hmm. So there is very much this sense of, Oh, you get to deal with you this week and your little, you know, kiosk of people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and everybody's going to have their own emotions and their own triggers and you're all stuck in the same house. So that's always fun. But uh, for me, it's definitely a a time. There was some stuff I've been avoiding, like art, although I seem to try to keep getting away from it. uh, That's clearly not healthy for me. Um, It's definitely how I process pain whether current or not an emotion even though it probably doesn't look like emotion 
what I'm doing it or, you know, it's where it's like people can't just say, oh, art is just a hobby. Maybe it is for some, but there's some people it really is a necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially in times, I think, where it's easy to isolate or you're forced on some level to isolate, just to be kind of stuck with yourself and not have the distractions of going places or meeting up with people. And it's just really you and whatever's in your head. Or your mind. And so I've, I've done more art this week than in a long time. So do you, do you have a sense of, of a choice of not doing it or doing it? Well, sure. You mm-hmm. have a choice. Mm-hmm. Because I've clearly chosen to not do it for a long time. <laughs> that has not been healthy. As a matter of fact, I think every time we choose against ourselves, when something has been put in you to do, and you choose against yourself and whatever that thing is for so long, it makes it harder to choose it because it it's comfortable. It's comfortable to, um, to not do what creates discomfort. I think that for me, you know, one of the things is the, especially if it, if it involves pain, if it involves your history, you know, for me, I knew long ago that art was something I did, but, you know, it was back then it was just very much treated like, oh, an elective in in school or um, something along those lines, but not something that actually was beneficial to your life. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were going to go and get an art degree, mm, what do you do with that? But I think so much of that in arts, whether whether it's music, whether it's um, visual arts, you know, a lot of times for me, I use music. I have certain playlists to help me process in art because they're usually words that I identify with. I have to have lyrics. Yeah, They're usually I'm things the I identify with that help draw that out. And you just kind of tap into it. But it's, it's very much, I would even say, survival to choose to do those things. Um, you can choose to say stop too because you can't, just like you you can't um, you can't move forward if you don't choose to. Right. Um, you also can't say stuck in like if I'm doing a difficult piece for me, I still have life to live outside of that piece. You know, I can't stay stuck there either. Right. You know, it becomes kind of this forward momentum that just keeps going. And as soon as you choose, like I don't even think this week it was so much of okay, I'm going to sit down and do this piece. No, it really was. It started with, honestly, notes on a piece of paper. Nothing that you would really show anybody. Maybe some writing. And then it was like, oh, I just need to, I I couldn't put the cap back on it. But there's a gentleness in it that it's it's still not overwhelming. And you start to feel release of some sort. And I don't know about other people, you can speak to the music thing, but Mm. there's a point of, there's a fear of it being overwhelming, and so you don't start. But then once you start, it's like, oh, you feel some tension release from your body. It's actually freeing. It, it actually is. Like, you don't think of it, because when you're looking at what you're doing, you're like, uh, it's not something I'm going to go out and just show people. But there's something in your body where it's like, oh, I don't have so much tension. So, like, for me, back, you know, especially as someone who used to cut, I would feel physical tension in my body building. Art, really, I'm having to choose that to overcome the other continually, right? Because it's those things that we so did in the past, even though you may not actively practice them, those um, patterns in your brain 
right? Still love to show up. So finding those things that combat that. And like I think I've talked before about like sabotaging yourself. And usually it's choosing discomfort. And boy, if we aren't addicted to anything, we are addicted to comfort Mm -hmm. of all sorts, emotional comfort, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And we all have it. It's just going to show up differently for everybody. Boy, totally agree with that 100%. Oh, my goodness. In day-to-day, just in relationships and stuff and seeing if you challenge someone on something, it shuts them down or they get defensive or... And I do, too. I'm I'm not going to deny that either. But I think I've learned over the years, to when I'm feeling that, that's when I'm going to press in even more because I've seen the freedom on the other side of it. I've experienced that freedom when I'm willing to go there. And so, and but there's others... Is you're helping them to come along. It's like, hey, I'm not here against you. I'm here to help you uh-huh. cross over. And that's the... I remember hearing that when I lived <laughs> with you. <laughs> you did? I do. Yeah. I'm not against you. I'm here to help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you all for listening. Please join us again next week. And please, if you have any questions or any comments or any of your stories you'd like to share, you can reach me at BelovedUnveiled at ProtonMail.com. BelovedUnveiled at ProtonMail.com. <laughs>